lightning. Inspirational. Inspirational. Powerfully refining. Powerfully refining. And unapologetically controversial. Conversations with the Royal Impress. The entire world knows the secret of who you are. Now is the time to step into your queendom and become the Royal Empress that you're meant to be. One woman at a time. Conversations with the Royal Empress. Now Akiba, she's the analytical Empress. Akima, she's the Empress that will challenge you. Now, straighten up your crown and be elevated through conversation. Conversation with the Royal Empress. Welcome to season two, episode one of Conversations with the Royal Empress. This is Akila, and joining me is my fellow co-host, Dr. Hakima. Hey, y'all. It's been a while, but the Empresses have been on a much-needed break, and we are happy to be back. This season, the show will have a different format, which we will lay out later via our media pages, so make sure to visit Facebook, Instagram, and our Twitter page, or head over to www.royalempress.org for the latest updates. Now, moving on to our topic. This topic is on everyone's mind, the coronavirus, a worldwide pandemic. But how are you holding up mentally and spiritually during this time? We're going to talk about this. And joining us to kick off season two are two fan favorites, Dr. Dula. Hey, and Ya Ofamike. Hey, everybody. And so we are discussing ways to cope and keep our sanity during this time. So welcome back, ladies. How's everybody been doing and how's everybody coping? Man, good. Wow. (laughs) I'm good, especially after listening to y'all this morning. I'm definitely good. She was teaching boy today, boy. I, I'm I'm real good. I got I got spiritually fed this morning. <laughs> I'm so glad that that worked out for you. Um, I'm doing good. Um, challenged, but I'm good. In in spite of, I'm really really good. It's it's really something to you know. One month ago, there just were different plans in my life. I'm not where I thought I would be, doing what I thought I would do. So there's just a lot of changes. And the biggest thing that I'm um, reminding myself to do is to stay fluid. Just go with it. <laughs> go with the flow. And as everybody knows, uh, we were all supposed to be on retreat this past week. And actually, we would be leaving today from South Carolina. But we yes. postponed our retreat. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, we were being responsible. And we postponed our retreat, and uh, but we're going to build up the excitement because 2020, we're going to mm. get this retreat done. But let's go ahead and get started on the topic. Um, there is panic. There's mass hysteria everywhere. People are not handling this stay at, these stay-at-home orders very well. And what is it that you guys think we need 
to be doing right now? Well, the one thing I'm going to always say is we need to be better care, taking better care of ourselves. Um, there's a little exercise I do with my students, and it's about creating an optimal health wheel, W-H-E-E-L. And what it is, the purpose behind it is to get you to begin to look at what are those things that you, you need in your life that will help you to optimally live. So, for instance, I always say I need quiet space and time. I always need really good books. And then I always need to be mindful of what it is I am ingesting. And a lot of times when I say what I am ingesting, people always go to the food portion. And, but we ingest with our eyes, we ingest with our ears, and we ingest with our mouth. People think that when they are isolated, you are alone and you just have to exist, but you're not living. There's no living in that. Versus when you are insulated, insulation is about a protective covering so that you can grow, that you can get the needed benefits of an insulative period. And the example I used this morning was the plants to look at nature. Whenever I'm confused, I always go back to nature and I look and see what nature is doing because we are connected that way. And so when you take a seed, a seed embodies whatever it is supposed to become inside. You don't see what it's going to become, its fullness, because it has not been insulated. It goes into the ground. The dirt acts as an insulation. It is not isolated because if you put if you put more than one too close together so that they're not isolated, then what happens is they run the risk of growing into each other. And sometimes we need space for that growth. And so the dirt no longer becomes uh, something that we curse. We don't curse the darkness. What ultimately is happening is it's serving as an insulation to protect you from those things that would harm your fullness in development. So instead of looking at this time where we are in shifting circumstances as an isolation period, because none of us are alone, we doing what we're doing right now. We are together. We're just together differently. We are insulated. This is a period of insulation for you, for me, and everybody globally. And just think of what that means. We, we grew up growing in our mother's womb, insulated. We were not isolated. We were not alone. Our mother was there. All those who have grown to love us and while we were in utero, they were there. But our mother's womb served as insulation. And what we are dealing with right now is Earth Mother is yet got us back in the womb. We are insulated. Hey, you know, I, I get charged every time, you know, I'm listening to y'all and Dr. Dula, you know, I, they, they, 
they just get me going spiritually. Um, I was like a cheerleader in the background. Like, yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about, sis. When you were talking about being in a womb. And I was just like, see, that's, that's, what, that's the way we should look at it is we're being renewed. We're going to come out a new person. And what I've been doing personally has been detoxifying. And I, not just physically, but spiritually. What emotions and thoughts do I need to get rid of that when this is over with, it's going to be gone. And that's primarily what I've been focusing on, trying to get rid of that lots wife mentality. Want to see the world saved. We're trend, the earth is shifting. And not only is the earth shifting, I mean, because you know in the spring the earth shifts, but it's shifting spiritually as well. Everything that's not of God's kingdom is 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 gone. It's going. And I'm trying to be unbo- I'm trying to be unbothered by what's going on in the world is going and I ain't trying to save it and I ain't bitter about it either. What's happening is, is by Allah's permissive will, permissive will and I'm okay with that. I'm being unbothered. So I'm focusing on me. I'm in the womb and I'm trying to use this environment as a way to spiritually grow and come out a new spiritual woman. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I was thinking, I had mentioned the other day how even those of us who are mentally strong or who consider ourselves mentally strong or optimistic that when you are surrounded by hysteria, it still has a way to creep in regardless of how upbeat and optimistic you are. And so I've had to take notice of that, take note of that. And I think that that's something that people have to do. And so personally, I've tried to check in with myself to make sure that I'm not um, getting too much information that's making me paranoid or making me to buy into a lot of the uh, hysteria that's going on out there. And I'll see little things, you know, because if you if you hear it repeatedly, what are you going to do? It's there, you know, and so you have to find other ways to isolate yourself. And, and that's basically, you know, finding hobbies or getting back into things, you know, reading and some of the readings that I hadn't been able to do before because I'm so busy trying to get this done and that done. And so I've been reading and just kind of, you know, going inside and, and, and thinking about my life and what I want to do and, strategizing what's next. And I think that those are some things that are really important. But the one thing that I've really tried to do is not allow other people's hysteria to become mine and not let other people project their fears onto me because people will call you with doom and gloom. And so my thing is, don't be afraid to tell people not today. You know, I don't want to talk about that. It's not that we don't think that this is important because it is. And many of us have been affected personally because we may have family members, uh, friends or who've, who've directly been impacted by this. So by no means am I saying to that we ignore it, but we have to keep ourselves healthy. And one of the things is if we're stressed out, stress lowers your immune system. The scenario we've been dealing with here has been so different in so many ways. Um, And one of the things is, I think I said at the beginning, it's like a month ago, I didn't think it would be this way. A month ago, I thought I would be on retreat and then I would go back home. And then my 
children would be um, visiting family in Alabama. We're in Chicago, and we'd be they'd be visiting family, and then we, by this time, everybody would be back home. But as it stands, I am in Alabama with my children, and my husband, in a few hours, will be back in Chicago. So that created um, and it, it is, it's, a, it's, a, it's a type of anxiety that I find myself having to continually manage. Um, before this, on the 7th, my sister lost her husband suddenly. And right out the gate, you know, we weren't thinking about it. But by the time it was time to plan the services, when I tell you my sisters and I were texting back and forth, even though we were sitting in the same room and the funeral director, she was just talking about, I, you, you all don't need to have a service. You don't need to do this. You don't need to do that. Um, how are you going to protect whatever? And I was like, oh my gosh, she has so much fear and anxiety. And it was before numbers and stuff start coming in, but she was already on high alert. And I'm sitting there and my little sister is, is looking and I'm like, I'm, I'm, we, want, we don't want to add anxiety to her. How can we manage this? How can we manage this? And so in the celebration of a life of our, our loved one, you know, in our face was someone saying, you must stay six feet apart. You must observe this, that, and the other. You must do this. You must do that. So it wasn't really something we could escape. It wasn't anything about um, being able to isolate or insulate ourselves from it because in order to be able to do these things it was constantly in our face you must do this you must do that and then they work in settings where they are they are not at home um, they go to facilities where there um, there's a need for their jobs and so um, both of them even though I'm, I'm here with the boys and everything they are back at work they are, you know, being temperature tested. This is a, their reminder every single day when they go in, <laughs> um, taking your temperature. And, and, and some of them, uh, my sister told me of a friend, one of our family friends, who because the thermometer worked a certain way or didn't work right, they were like, oh, we can't get her temperature right. We, she just literally had a panic attack because of walking into that space and then yesterday I sent my husband back now here in Alabama and especially in the county where I am there's like zero cases and it's one of the reasons why I said you know what regardless of of um whatever is happening I'm just going to keep my boys here and and I can watch them and monitor them and whatever but at some point you remember look I can influence this thing I can make it I can I can do what I can. I told y'all, showed y'all my little. I don't got elixirs and stuff. I'm over here mixing and giving everybody stuff, doing what I can. But after that, our times are in the hands of the Most High, and at a certain point, you rest in that. And when you feel the panic attack coming, and this is for whoever will feel it, because. You know, I know it. I, I feel that. I felt that when my husband was leaving. I was like, okay, at this point, all of us are together, but now he's going back. And, you know, okay, okay, our times are in his hands. And my sisters go out to work, and they work in a place where <laughs> sick people can be, you understand. And it's like our times are in his hands. At a certain place, we remember that, and we just hold to that. That was powerful, sis. So you got me charged. See, I'm telling I'll be feeding off of y'all for real. I'll be real charged. But you said something when you said it's not in our hands. 
you know, we like, a, and, we, and you said something about the recharge, and I said, ooh, that just inspired me to say this. You know, we're like plugs that have been abruptly been pulled out the, the wall, the socket, out the wall. Yeah. The question is, what are we going to plug into? Are we going to yeah. plug back into the same source? Mm. Or are we going to plug into, like you said, it's in God saying, we're going to plug into him because that's what he wants us to do. So we're in a judgment, really. Ooh. It's like, are we worthy of being saved? That's what this time is. You know, you got all these people posting their alcohol drinks and their little jokes on social media. Like, this is fun and games to them. Like, nothing wrong with dancing and having a good time. I'm not saying that. But we have to put things in perspective. We have to look at it as if we are in a time of judgment. So are you worthy of God saying, you know what? I'm going to keep you. You're worthy of me. You're worthy to me, and I'm going to keep you. So we have to be mindful of what source we're going to plug into. See? So many of us in this time and period, we get to see where we are spiritually. Many of us are lots white. The world going down and we we upset about it. We mad. We bitter. We we salty. Like we really mad because the world going to it going down is going to an end. But if you if you if you God's woman, you're gonna be rejoicing. Yeah, we understand that many will die, but we have to say all praise due to Allah, or all praise due to God, however you want to say it. He's the best knower. So if those have to go, that's his decision. And we have to step back and respect that decision. But we have to be mindful that we are in judgment and that we got to plug into the right source. You know, in Yoruba, we have um, our deities. And Babaluae is one who comes for those who are not strong enough to go forward, okay? And so they, they leave by illness or whatever, whatever that way is. And one of the things that I have continued to tell the women that um, sit within my space is you must know that all things are truly, as Dr. Dula has said, as Dr. Hakima has said, are truly happening in their season. I have called this a season of shifting since it began. And one of the things that people struggle with, have always struggled with, is the shift. You know, this is why most people drive automatic cars instead of stick shifts. Because when you're moving the car, you want the car to just, you just want to put it in one gear and you want it to go forward, backwards, or what have you. But it takes a special kind of person to drive a stick shift because it means you've got to shift as you're moving. And what this season of shifting is doing is teaching everybody how to drive a stick shift in this thing called life. That's what it's doing. And we don't want to do those shiftings, but we have to. This isn't a black thing. It isn't a white thing. It isn't an Asian thing. It isn't a European thing. It is a human thing. Some of this is the effects of the causes that we as humans have initiated upon the land. We don't want to hear it. These are hard words to hear. 
But at the end of the day, everything happens in its season. No. No, along those lines too, my son, my the mechanical engineer, he, you know, he's like, you know, I was researching mom. And he's like, for whatever reason, he was researching the types of surfaces that it lasted, the, the, the virus lasted longest on. And he says, you know, I was researching. He said, you know, it, it lives let the least amount of time on like uh, skin, things like that. He said, but it lasts up to like 12 hours on metal, on things like that. And he said, now Ma, you know, where do you see most of the metal? Where do you see most of that at? And he said, in these larger cities, in this, whatever. He was just talking. And I was like, okay. He said, but he said, I also feel like it represents us along the lines of what y'all are saying, us saying, okay, we, you know, when we think of a big city, you know, anybody going to the big city, it's like, I've, you know, if I can make it there, I'm, you know, <laughs> you know, um, you're doing my numbers now, huh? <laughs> exactly, right? Here comes the song. Here comes the song. <laughs> and it's like, if I, you know, we have long disregarded the, the focus on relationship with the earth. And so we have heightened, and not to say we, not me, but we, as a culture, as a society that many of us are, have found ourselves born into Western, I'll say Western culture has elevated that, you know, that skyscraper, that thing. And it, and, and it is such a representation of disconnection from in the environment. It is a literal representation of disconnect from those from life i'll say it that way disconnection from you know you know they plant the trees because they tore them all down but now we're gonna plant a tree you can have a tree right here and my son he's 22 and he was just like i'm just amazed mom he's like so the more he said, that's why you're seeing more cases in that context. He's like, but it's also a thing where it's almost like it's telling us about ourselves. So it's not a thing of where it wouldn't last on skin or whatever. He said, but it's something about those closed in spaces, the metal, the this, the that, all those things that we consider to be the apex of humanity that we created this. Now, this is my mechanical engineer talking. This is his job to make metals and stuff work and rotate together. The spiritual and, mechanical engineer. Come on now. Come we got to change that side yes. of it. <laughs> and, and, and so I'm just looking at that. And I, I so agree with what y'all said. You know, there's, we, you know, we, we, we so look at, we, how, so many have prayed like, this isn't right. And, the way they do people and the way da, 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 it's not right. And the way we do stop, stop, stop. Wait, how do you think that the, that the repro that the correction will come? How do you think the correction will come? And it's not a thing of where it's exciting or anything like that. Um, but it's just something to be mindful of. It's an indictment of, of, of as a society and Western culture, of how connected people have become to 
the inanimate objects and disconnected we have become to other things. So my husband and I always talk about having the ability to feed, clothe, shelter, heal, and protect yourself. We're, we're like, oh my goodness, how will I feed myself? Well, how did, I, how did folks feed themselves before? You know, how did they clothe themselves before? We've just become so wrapped up in all of this and this reset, this, this, this is an opportunity for us. Most folks, you ain't doing nothing else. What, what, what can you teach yourself? <laughs> what can you learn? You, you still got the internet. You always said you didn't do it because you didn't have time. Well, now you got time. <laughs> you got time. So it's just a, it's a thing of understanding. There's nothing. I mean, I, we're, I, we're talking now because of technology. This is not a put down on technology and modernized things. But it is, it is a thing of saying when we go too far in any, to any extreme, when that swing, when it swings back, you know, we feel it in a different kind of way. And it is an opportunity for us to look and say, wait a minute. And yeah. I think it's, a, it's about getting back to the basics too. And just to piggyback off what you said when you were saying, what did we do before? And I was uh, having a conversation with someone when I, uh, I shared something that could be done. And I'm like, we look at things as old wives tales. We look at things as, you know, old fashioned, but the old stuff worked. You know, I've been in my kitchen making things. Well, of course I'm making things because I have that knowledge. And a lot of us have, have looked at that stuff like it's, it's foreign, you know, like it's no, no, we don't need to do any of that anymore, but um. you do. Sometimes it's just really simple things. Going in there and boiling you some herbs uh. to help calm your nerves. Mm. To drink something to help to calm your nerves. There are mm. things out there that to do that. You know, this is the time too, I think, where a lot of people who are herbalists should, uh. should really be shining right now. Uh. Uh. And <laughs> should be listening right now because it's the basics. It's the old things that will help you to get through. Not going to the doctor. To, I'm, and, and I don't, I don't want to say this. You know, you always have to make sure yep. that you disclaimer, disclaimer here. Disclaimer. <laughs> yes, I'm not, I'm not a physician and I'm not giving any type of medical advice. But instead of trying to call to get some type of pill to help calm your nerves, there are things that are of this earth that can help your nerve. And we need to be mindful of those things. And, you know, and there's a lot of things going around social media saying, oh, you can do this, you can do that. But to me, sometimes even using the basics helps to ground you, not just mentally, but spiritually. Because you're focused in on that and so when you're focused in on the basics and you're not listening to the talking heads and 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 the media scaring you to death but you're looking at you know what this works this has worked for people before our our world has survived pandemics that's a reality otherwise we wouldn't be here we have seven or eight billion people on the planet, far more than we've ever had in history, clearly. 
So there's something about the basics and things that we've been able to do and that our ancestors were doing to keep themselves healthy, to keep themselves mentally and spiritually grounded, and to ensure that we are actually here today to even be having this conversation. And if that's what we want for future generations, I think we need to do the same thing. And they kept themselves for, I mean, literally these new medicines and things, some of them are not even decades old or a century old, but there are other things that have been done throughout millennia that have shown themselves to be effective in helping us to take care of ourselves, to be preventative. Let me tell you this funny little thing before we go, because I know we're about to get off. Not that we do this anymore, but back in the day, I've been listening to my aunt and my daddy while I'm here. <laughs> and <laughs> there are things that they used to do that you could do before, as my aunt said, they start poisoning stuff. One of them was the turpentine. Turpentine comes from a tree and it was used to um, heal certain things or whatever. Now we talk about it in varnish and stuff like that. The other thing was kerosene. I said, what? They said, yeah, it used to be daddy's, this is my aunt. She said, daddy used to line us up on the porch. Now I'm not saying this to, don't do nothing with kerosene. This is not my point, okay? Right. I'm saying before things happen, just listen to the story. <laughs> it was at the beginning of certain seasons. And these are poor black people in the country. They were, she said, they would line us up and they said, here, you drink this. It was prevented. It was not something they waited until everything turned really bad. They were like, you take this, you do this, you do the other. Um, and there was a mindset of having to be preventive to have preventative measures of doing things. We have gotten spoiled in this Western culture, thinking that whatever goes wrong, we'll just fix it then. But when we start doing like what you just said, um, when you were talking about our, you know, drinking those herbs, calming ourselves down, I spoke to an herbalist who described it as, it's like you're creating memory in your body and your body sees that, that herbs, oh, I've, I've seen this before. And when this herb comes, oh, I know what, what happens. It's imprinting on our bodies. These, this, this literally, the earth, the place, you know, where flowers grow is the same place where the remains of ancestors were laid, okay? And, and, and through all of this and cycle of life, there's an imprinting. When we take in the earth, when we take in the things that grow from the earth, there's a memory that says, oh, I remember this. Mm -hmm. Oh, I remember. Mm -hmm. And I think we just need to do what we can to embrace those things more in a preventative way. Remember, I didn't say take no kerosene or turpentine. They, right. both, <laughs> they both said that that was, that my, my aunt literally said the government started changing stuff so that it be, really was a poison. But back in the day, turpentine was used to heal wounds and things like that. The point is that there are things that we have at our disposal that are memory in our body that when we take them and we connect and reconnect to the earth in this way that it is waiting our bodies know it and say oh yes oh yes so i just wanted to say that you know you i want to say one more thing if you don't mind and um because that was so powerful one of my herbal teachers 
I think I've shared this before in this group. Literally, when she was teaching and training me, we were riding through communities uh, when I lived in Chicago. And she was pointing out through different communities mm -hmm. what was growing wild in the community. What we have grown accustomed to calling weeds in the community were actually not weeds. They were herbs that the herb grew simultaneously to meet the needs of the illnesses mm. in those communities. Woo! I started this out saying we mm -mm -mm. are connected to the earth and to the cosmos. We are all in this thing together. Mm -mm -mm. Dang, it's too much wisdom on this podcast. I do want to give a shout out to the herbalists, but I want to give a shout out to our survivalists, our ex-military. I mean, why people is active or inactive. They got a lot of they got a lot of knowledge on how we can survive in this time and era without technology. Just to give you a quick story, my husband went to the store and he's uh, military personnel or ex-military personnel and this lady was panicking. There ain't no toilet paper. He said, come here. He took her to the wipe aisle and said, you can wipe your butt with this. You don't need toilet paper. And she's like, but I can't put that in, a, in, the, in the garbage, in the, um, in the toilet. He said, no, nah, you're going to put it in a, a little plastic bag and you're going to dispose of it. He said, you got to be thinking. Stop panicking and thinking. And she's like, but I don't have a man in the house to teach me these things. He said, you don't need to. He said, I'm about to teach you this right now. He said, and, he said, and if any chance that your water is cut off, he said, get you a bucket, put water in it, and that's how you relieve yourself. He said, you got to, you got to stop panicking and you got to think. So I, I, hand in hand, our herbalist and our survivalist, man, we could survive with this. So That's any skill awesome. set you get like That's that, awesome. uh, bring it out because people need to tap into it. I'm um, going to take us into our challenges right now. You know, they call me the challenger, but I'm adding another title. I'm the spiritual instigator because I'm going to instigate some spirituality this year. <laughs> I was instigating today. Did y'all hear me? I was trying to get my sisters going and they was running yes. with it. They fell for it. <laughs> yes. <The> spiritual <laughs> We have been gluttonous today. We had y'all this morning teaching on insulation versus isolation. Now you're being mm. taught by royal empress. If we're if, if we going to be gluttonous, let's be spiritually gluttonous. That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. Challenge number one, because I got some challenges for us today. I ain't, you know, I usually do two or three. No, I got six today. This is a lot of wisdom drop. Dr. Dula, y'all, y'all was dropping some wisdoms. Akila, of course, always dropping wisdom. That's a given. Okay, but here we go. Challenge number one, think insulation and not isolation. We have to be thinking that way because you got people panicking, thinking I'm being isolated. No, you in insulation. Challenge number two. Treat your environment like a womb. Ain't that what you said this morning, y'all? Mm -hmm. you, you have to use the environment to nurture yourself. We've been talking about herbs, sisters, so don't say what, what, what we need to do. We didn't told you about herbs. We didn't told you about <laughs> prayer. We didn't told you about meditation. Prayer is asking God, and meditation is waiting to receive the answer. So you got mm. the answers right here. Challenge number three, detox. Detox your mind, body, and soul. Got to get rid of all that's not good. 
Challenge number four, we need to tune into our elders. We need to be checking on them, first of all. But not just checking on them, all that wisdom that they got, they need to tap into it. Now, my sisters that's listening, you got four of your elders right here on this podcast. Listen, <laughs> listen to our, our previous podcast. You got a plethora of wisdom out there. You can't stand before your Lord and say, well, you didn't send me nobody. You uh-huh. got, you, you didn't have a lot of people sent to you and you got four sent to you today. All right. Challenge number five, tap into that feminine power of God because it's expanding. The world is feeling it. I know mm-hmm. you felt it on this podcast because I felt it. Tap into it, embrace it. It's powerful. And not to say that no men can't get it. You can tap into the feminine power of God because you got an X chromosome. Because you know, it's always some brothers tuning in. We know they tuning in. Mm-hmm. Brother, tap into your X chromosome. That The reason why it's there is so that you can submit to do the will of God. That's the only reason why it's there. But that's all. That's another topic. Challenge number six. Try to disconnect from technology as our, our affectionate sister, Dr. Dulu, is just saying. Connect to nature. We got to go back to who we are. We are a spiritual people and we are recharged by nature. We're recharged by water. We got to tap back into that. We got to disconnect from all this technology. And that is our challenges, sisters. But I need them to know how to contact you all. Dr. Dooley first and then y'all, you ended off with how you can be contacted. Go ahead, Dr. Dooley. If you want to reach out to me, I can be reached um, through my contact page on drdoula.com or Dr. Doula on any of the social media platforms, Dr. Doula. Oh, and for me, um, you can catch me on social media. Um, my personal page is Yah, Y-A-A, and last name Oya Fumike. That is O-Y-A-F-U-N-M-I-K-E. I also have um, a private page that is called Unapologetically Me. Now, that page is for women whose skin has been kissed by nature's sun. And what I mean by that is it is for women of African descent. (laughs) Akila, you got anything you want to say before I close us out? I'm good. (laughs) And... just taking it in, so. Yeah, y'all, I just want y'all to know Akita is glowing right now. It's like, she I'm is. like, damn, what is going on over there? I see light coming from everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? Sister got really fed today. I'm so honored, so grateful to be among these greats. I love these sisters. This is the tribe right here. Now, how you can find Royal Empress, y'all know how to find us. We on Facebook. We are Conversations with Royal Empress page. We also have our Royal Empress page where you'll learn more about these spiritual sisters, our elders, our Naomi project where you can tap into your sisters who got spirituality. Be looking out for that more. And also we're on Instagram as I am Royal Empress. So please tune in on our um, podcast platforms on YouTube. We're on Podbean. We're on Google Play, and we're on Apple iTunes. Please, we got a plethora of titles for you, sister. You in the house, just sit back and just listen to all our episodes. We got over 60. So <laughs> thank you so much for listening to us, and we will see you next, next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Conversations with the Royal Empress. Tune in next week for another enlightening conversation. For more information on the Royal Empress, please visit the website 
royalempress.org. You can also follow the Royal Empress on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Conversations with the Royal Empress is a subsidiary of the Royal Empress Organization. All rights reserved.